Autobots, transform! <laughs> Not you, Bumblebee. Welcome to more and less than meets the eye. This is a Transformers podcast with a twist, with a very specific <laughs> mission statement. My name is Matt Waters. I will be joined on this endeavor for the next several weeks by one Ben Phillips. Ben, say hello. Hello. And we have been podcasting together for quite a while now. This may be your first time hearing us because you may be a sick, sick Transformers freak who just needs to hear more Transformers content. All of our podcasts are available at entertherealworld.com. Real is spelled with two E's, like a film reel. When the founder of the website came up with it, he didn't consider you might need to say it out loud when you're promoting it to people. And our biggest two are probably Ben and Matt's Marvelous Journey, which is an MCU podcast, and There Will Be Movies, which is just a general movie podcast. We pick 25 of our favourite films from a decade. All of these podcasts, including this one, should be available, and all major podcast directories as their own podcast download comment subscribe that would all be very very helpful now then benjamin you <laughs> came to me on the day of my daughter's wedding uh no several months ago with i think our most unlistenable podcast idea ever <laughs> but why don't you talk us through it so basically i don't know what inspired no actually no, i do not inspire it i was watching patrick h Willen's video on ambulance okay. and I, I was like boy this michael bay guy is a fascinating kind of like director figure like he is what is known as a vulgar auteur which is like he is an auteur in kind of like all the definitions of the word however he is doing it in service of things that are kind of not kind of like in a mainstream view as art and are probably pushing boundaries and stuff like that and and it's always interesting when other people bring up michael bay in the discourse because it's always like look at this shot look at this look at the way this was edited and then you're like right but like he can't actually string a cohesive like satisfying movie together for the most part obviously there are exceptions i do like ambulance i hear ambulance is good ambulance is is good fun i do think there is some level of like it's too long and there's some level of like michael bay doesn't know how to like pay off certain things like everything has to be the biggest thing in the world there's one shot in the movie where like this drone shot is flying fucking everywhere and it looks incredible and there's like three slow-mo setup shots in a police car that's about to jump over a like a a small ramp and then like they have the payoff and it's just kind of like the police car like lands softly and then carries on driving you're like oh okay everything in the movie feels like it's got this high energy but the payoff isn't quite there to kind of fully connect you with like what's happening and i think it is such a fascinating thing where like that is how he views the world everything is this huge big bombastic thing that there is no time to slow down and and appreciate stuff and he brought that ideology to the Transformers movies. And so I was in the back of my mind going like, I kind of want to rewatch all the Michael Bay movies. Mm. I want to see like the stuff that people liked at the start in the 90s with The Rock and Armageddon and Bad Boys. And then we move on into like what he was trying to do in the early 2000s with like more high concept, but possibly bigger flops like Pearl Harbor and The Island. And then I was also like, me and you talk a lot about Transformers yeah. in general. I think I've spent most of the last year trying to break a pitch on our first dip into comic book podcasting. So yeah. what a lovely coalescence. <laughs> yeah. And then I think what finally cemented that I wanted to do this was you basically said to me one one evening, whatever, and just said, I'm watching a 10-hour retrospective on Transformers. Oh, no, this is my fault. <laughs> I did do that. So it was it was kind of like this coalescing of like I kind of want to rewatch a lot of Michael Bay movies. We talk a lot about Transformers, and now I'm watching a ten hour retrospective on the Transformers. And in the back of my mind, I was like, boy, it sure is weird 
that there are these kind of like two parallel tracks in Transformers where the TV movie stuff is kind of bad. <laughs> I think. Like, For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I think there are very few examples of the TV and movie media which are kind of like massively seen as huge successes. Like the 80s cartoon is rightly derided because it is fundamentally a toy advert. Yes. Ronald Reagan deregulated marketing, essentially, right, and basically yeah. he broke it in a way in terms of like how you can advertise to kids, where it isn't limited to short adverts and what you're allowed to advertise. So because he deregulated that, immediately, in the capitalistic 80s, someone came up with the idea of, the best way to advertise to kids is to have a media project that sells them it anyway, give them a story, give them whatever, and they'll be more likely to buy our toys. Yeah. And, and this is a... Hasbro idea who basically gone to Japan and seen a toy exhibition from Takara Tomy and basically taken those toys over to the US and tried to figure out a way to advertise them. Yeah. But it's bad. In the se- <laughs> at the same time, Marvel comics in the 80s are very keen on licensed titles. Like They're publishing the Star Wars comics at this point, and they make a deal with Hasbro to publish Transformers comics. And for the most part, those are seen as good. I think it is the UK side where the when we get into like UK comics publishing, where UK comics publishing is all in black and white. It's more short form than US comics. If US comics come over, they're kind of split into 10 issues or, or 10 pages that are published weekly. Yeah. So you churn through content quicker, but you have to wait for the US stuff. So they started having to create interstitial stuff in between issues of US Transformers, and this basically became the backbone of the fandom. Like I think, unquestionably, the, the Transformers fandom that pushes Transformers through the 90s is the people who are into the Transformers UK comic books, essentially. All of this is a big ramble too. In 2005, there is a new comic universe born at IDW, and they're in the build-up to a Michael Bay quintology of movies. Not that we know that there'll be a quintology of movies. And my pitch to Matt was essentially, it is fascinating that one of the best comic runs of the 2010s is happening more or less in parallel with Michael Bay at the helm of this entire franchise being the forward face of the public perception of this franchise. And meanwhile, you've got people from the sidelines kind of shouting about what is essentially a comedic very heartfelt character-driven robots on a space journey comic book yes at the same time red, and that was my, red dwarf that, but with the cast of transformers in it kind of yes but that was my pitch to you was basically yeah. you love the james roberts more than meets the eye slash lost light run yes and i've got a hankering to watch transformers yes. the, the quintology why don't we merge these two ideas together <laughs> and kind of examine what transformers as a brand is and how it can support these two seemingly like completely counterintuitive ideas yeah at the heart i think what i mean i'll say what ultimately sold it to me but i mean we know that the second you said we can cover more than meets the eye i was on board but like you pointing out that whether i like it or not the run that i love does not exist without michael bay's movies i was like oh i hate that you're (laughs) correct (laughs) they're radically different but Without those movies, I don't think you get this giant pivotal run of comics. Yeah, so something to acknowledge there is it is specifically the Michael Bay movies, although we're going to chuck in. (laughs) We'll say the Bayverse, because obviously he didn't helm Bumblebee, and he's not helming the upcoming Rise of the Beasts, which should release towards the end of when we're doing this, so we will have a Rise of the Beasts episode. I think it will be like a couple of weeks after the movie comes out, so full spoilers. But what we will not be covering is the original animated Transformers movie, which... <laughs> so at the time of this recording, they've, they've like just released the cast list of, an, of, a, of Transformers 1, which is an upcoming 
animated Transformers movie, and some outlet labelled it as the first ever animated Transformers movie, and everyone was like, um... (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, and we'll transition this into, like, our general history with Transformers, you have not seen the Transformers movie, have you? So, so my history with the Transformers movie is, what happened was, as a kid, was, and this is getting into our history, I was massively into Beast Wars. Same. Massively, massively into Beast Wars. That is my entry point into Transformers. Yeah. And I remember there was a guy at school who I'm, I'm still friends with to this day who basically said, like, yeah, you know, there's a prequel to Beast Wars. And I was like, what do you yeah. mean? A, what do you mean oh, what a, a way to phrase that. What do you mean there's a prequel to Beast Wars? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was like, show me this movie. And like, because obviously we're like, it's like 10 years later. So like, we, we were not born at the time that the first Transformers movie comes out. No. But yeah, my dad showed me this movie. And like, you know, Optimus Primal. There's this guy called Optimus Prime, and in the movie, he dies in the first fucking ten minutes of it. And my mind is, like, completely blown by this. I'm saying, like, what on earth do you mean there's a movie with a guy who's named slightly similar but different name to Optimus Primal, and he dies in the first ten minutes of this movie? And so that's the only bit of the movie he shows me. Wow. It's, it's like, the opening ten-minute massacre at the start of the Transformers movie, and then for whatever reason we go off and and do whatever we did, like, go play Twisted Metal or whatever. Um, (laughs) Wow, you're thriving right now. (laughs) I, I know. But yeah, that was all... I had ever seen of the Transformers movie until I got into the the depths of the movie and like got to see stuff like the the universal greeting and and all the yeah. weird stuff that happens after the generation traumatizing opening five minutes of the movie, which <laughs> are fundamentally Hasbro going, we need to clear out the toy line to bring in new toys. Can you <laughs> murder they, everyone? Them not considering that children would become attached. <laughs> to- to a cast of characters, and that they would be fine with you just shuffling them all off to replace them with shiny new ones is fascinating to me. (laughs) Given that these days it's the extreme opposite, where, like, we can't make insert name of franchise without including insert name of the most popular characters. (laughs) Or even just the idea of Transformers existing without the huge bloat of characters that existed in this universe. I mean, like, you've said to me so many times when I'm, like, at the moment I'm reading every single IDW 2005 universe story in the run up to this. I think by the end of this podcast I will have read about 400 issues of Transformers <laughs> comics. Yeah. I did originally consider reading the Transformers UK stuff, but that was just too much to do, so I'm just focusing on the IDW stuff. But that's like, nice. I will come to you and go this one character has shown up for a panel and then you go like, yeah, I'm sure that's just some sick person's favourite character. Yes. Every one of these, I think I tried to find a definitive list of every Transformers character ever, and it's difficult because some of them are like including... You know, like, weird crossovers with Avengers and stuff like that. But we're talking a thousand-ish. And every one of these fucking things is somebody's favourite. Yeah, and there'll be ones that are like, this one is the same mould as another character, but recoloured. There are five versions of a police car. There are... (laughs) Eight versions of Starscream. <laughs> and there'll even be versions of, like, the same character, but, like, they've got a different transforming form and people have preferences over which character they like. Mm-hmm. Like, there is debate around which kind of Galvatron is better. Is it Galvatron's <laughs> promotion for Megatron, or is it Galvatron's independent entity away from Megatron? Indeed. Um, yeah, and, like, again, characters who... They had a issue in the comic books in the UK. Yeah. 
and that is enough to make them someone's like burning favorite character and still to this day you can go on like transformers forums from 10 years ago and there are people who are mad at the writers of the comics for coming up with new transformers (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so yeah i mean if you ever do get around to it you know it's not great people love it it's it's hugely hugely influential especially to what we're doing Hot Rod is created for the movie. He is upgraded to Rodimus by the end of the movie. And he is our main character of these comics. And Unicron and Galvatron, you know, all these things very, very influential. First, like, five to ten minutes fucking rip. The last sort of five minutes are decent. Everything in between is kind of she. But, yeah, like, similar to you, I was a huge, huge Beast Wars fan. I think I probably got in a little... Like, I wasn't told there was a prequel. I just knew that Transformers was a thing. As a kid, I was a sucker for anything that turned into anything else. Like, I'm a well-established Power Rangers fan. So, like, we're not a million miles away from a Megazord with a transforming toy. I think I had a couple, none of them being, like, major name-brand ones. Because, again, there's thousands. And I couldn't even tell you the names of the ones I had. They were both planes, but neither were Starscream. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I never owned any of those. And I think because we're in that kind of gap where, like, Beast Wars is from, like, 96 to, to 2000, kind of, like, the only Transformers media that is kind of, like, in rotation. I don't remember seeing, like, the original show. I definitely watched some of it enough to know who all the key players were. I definitely wouldn't have seen, like, every episode. But, like, I was across it. Like, I knew who Optimus Prime was, you, you Philistine. Uh, <laughs> and I definitely, I picked up... I ended up with a Transformers annual of, I assume it's the Transformers UK comic, and I vividly remember this, like, prose Megatron story about him being a gladiator, and that stuck with me to this day, and, like, it comes up all the time as a reference point of, like, how they ended up fleshing out Megatron. I'm like, oh, I owned this quite important issue. Wow. But yeah, Beast Wars I was I was huge, huge, huge into. I think our, a lot of people of our generation very much into Beast Wars. It's still held up as kind of like one of the real good kind of like 90s animated series. I feel like yeah. it's stuff like this, Gargoyles, Batman the Animated <laughs> Series are like yeah. the, the legitimately good kind of like we're pushing forward a narrative because you're coming from the 80s where mm. it is Transformers and then if you get a good version of Transformers you end up with something like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is not serialized <laughs> or kind of pushing like a story forward, and then you get to the '90s, and it feels like animation has kind of like had this supercharged. But obviously, the interesting thing about Beast Wars is that it's 3D animation. A year after Toy Story comes out, it doesn't look great when you go back to it nowadays, but it no. is kind of revolutionary to think that like they are doing this on a half-hourly basis weekly. I, I do think those designs of though, I mean, part of it is they went for a smaller cast rather than his 500 robots three of which will talk. They went for a smaller crew, but I think those 3D models of those initially 10, and then obviously it, it builds up, characters are really iconic. Yeah. Um, so like I, I was sort of, that really got me into it. And then I remember faintly being like pro these Michael Bay movies coming out like i hadn't seen you know the the word was out for a long time before i think it got delayed a lot so i was like oh cool it's gonna be transformers movies huge fan of war for cybertron and fall of cybertron two video games that are like heavily g1 inspired and right when i was getting into comic books like in general somebody i worked with recommended all hell megatron which sucks but like having a normal person talk to me about a transformers comic book i was like what like, it, it felt like a big deal, and I think All Hell Megatron did get some eyeballs on 
Well, like, it got them some momentum going to launch a proper ongoing series. And we'll get into like the history of how this all came to be when we actually get to the comic book. But what really cemented this for me, my Transformers fandom, was... I guess, you know, a few years after I had first gotten into comics, I was reading a list of, like, best books of the year or, or, or something like that. Some, these are the best kind of thing. And More Than Meets the Eye was, if not number one, really, really high up. And I was like, that simply can't be true. There cannot be a Transformers comic book that is, like, actually good and better than what Marvel and DC are putting out. And, you know, because this is a list where, like, the top stuff is, <laughs> is, you know, Brian Vaughan and, you know, all these indie things. Yeah, and then... I gave it a try. I remember looking for it for a long time, going into shops, asking about, yeah, there's these Transformers books that are meant to be good. And they're like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Eventually I got hold of it. And I would say it was one of the most important pieces of art in my life, which Ben has exploited for dumb podcasting reasons. I have. So that's, that's me with Transformers, a little bit more extensive. I will not claim to be a super hyper mega fan, just putting our cards on the table there. Something that has been invaluable to both of us. And I think everyone, if you're even marginally curious about reading along with us, about subjecting yourself to the Michael Bay movies again. TFWiki.net is the Transformers wiki. It is one of the best fan-run wikis out there. It is both incredibly informative and also funny. (laughs) I have it open for every single issue that I read of the comic book, really. like Because I've now read 100 issues of the comics, like more than just more than meets the eye, because obviously I've read all of that in the past, but now I'm reading from the very beginning. I'm actually getting to like recognise characters, but like there are some people out there who are like genuinely like they sit there and pour over a panel and go i know that robot i know that robot i know that robot I <laughs> oh, that's beachcomber okay yeah. sure <laughs> You can see the you can see the faceplate and you can see their arm. I don't understand how you recognise them from ah, just those yeah. two things. <laughs> and then in the comments they'll be like, "So last issue it was more this G one inspired design, but actually now they've gone for like the Dreamwave inspired like comic mm. book or like." And it's just like you people are. <laughs> it's a sickness. Genuinely, genuinely impressive. Like I have the same sickness as a lot of Transformers fans. But I found it so dense, probably because I can't latch on in it that way where like the fandom is not set up in the set in the way that i like things to be organized yeah so like there's a level of like density to everything that's going on i'm just like just give me a list of like what the most appearing transformers is and then i can yeah. like figure myself out from there and like because everyone's got their own different favorites like yeah <laughs> ends up in this very weird like more than meets the eye is famously packed the gills with like incredibly minor characters yeah obviously there are big characters who show up later on but at the start it really is like rodimus is like the number one name on the cool sheet for that comic book in terms of like actual names yeah he <laughs> doesn't get anyone really who has shown up in oh, he's got ratchet the- and he's got sure oh yeah yeah ratchet's in one of ratchet ratchet's a big one obviously another hugely helpful resource if, if you are lost in the world of transformers the basics with chris mcfeely that's a youtube channel slash series incredibly exhaustive like li- literally pick a character a concept a thing in the world of transformers and he's done a eight to 15 minute video on it and they're really well made and he's he's a, a clever and funny guy so like you know you can get ones on like optimus prime megatron etc or you know if one of these incredibly obscure characters come up he's probably done a video on them as well and finally Lindsay ellis mm-hmm. specifically the whole plate which is her teaching my university syllabus 
but through the framework of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. <laughs> like, literally every episode is something that I spent, like, six months studying at some point in my life and then forgot all of. So it turns out you can just learn my degree on YouTube with a person who is much more intelligent than I am. She has been, unfortunately, partially chased off the internet, but yeah, great YouTube essayist. I think she is, she is still producing video essays for Nebula now, so yeah. they're, like, locked behind a paywall, and she obviously does not tweet anymore. Instead, you get yeah. occasional Instagram photos of a baby. <laughs> and she's got, like, an assistant who, yeah, but she got harassed, basically, for, I think, being a woman in nerddom, but, yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's old videos of her being, like, Starscream is, like, my favourite Transformers yes. character. she has all the Starscream toys. She has friends with Chris McFeely, I believe, so on and so forth. So those are all useful companion pieces if you are like you know i'd like to give this a try but i find it intimidating who are all these people fire any of those up obviously when they start talking about what happens in the idw run stop listening <laughs> yeah it, it is genuinely daunting to get into this as a fandom because yeah, obviously like, we, all, we all know there's so many jumping on points but none of the jumping on points are actually useful for any other series of anything <laughs> like like the, the only thing that is kind of like really useful is as a foundation is like the original TV series and the Transformers UK comics. So I think those two in tandem are like the foundation of everything that is afterwards. But like, I read more than meets the eye and I was like, I have to go look up something every five minutes. Yeah. And it's hard to pin down what is like new information being conveyed to you in this universe now. And what is information that is actually playing off of stuff introduced kind of seven years ago. And now that I've read everything, I've got a clearer view of that, but it is hard to figure out like what is new information. Yeah. I should say Chris McFeely also, I think off the back of him producing some of the, probably the best like biographies in in the fandom um idw actually paid him to write something called historia i don't know if i'd recommend reading it in full because it's presented chronologically and because of some bullshit in later comics it will spoil things that happen later <laughs> but it's basically a in the world of idw this is everything start to finish that happens so you could with some selective skipping like to say page four or something get a bit of a crash course like if you don't want to read all the spotlights all the like minis that they did ahead of the proper idw launch you could read that and i i could potentially in the show notes tell you which page to start from so maybe i'll do that but yeah, yeah. you yeah. don't want to don't want to be me don't want to be reading 400 <laughs> no don't books. don't do that i haven't read all of those like i got then into this i was like please read these and i even fucking bought you some of them <laughs> to make you finish it but yeah so that is our fandom i guess i should also round that out with ben putting you on the spot a bit do you have a favorite transformer um my favorite transformer post reading all the issues is chrome dome <laughs> I'm stunned that your favourite is the one that fucks a USB drive, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I figured that was your answer. Um, I think because of those comics, it's Rodimus for me. I'm basically a, a real basic bitch, because, like, Optimus Prime does kind of rule for a, like, Boy Scout-adjacent main character of a franchise. Megatron is as good a villain as exists anywhere. Beast Wars helped, you know, influence that for me as well. Dinobot, huge, huge fan of Beast Wars Dinobot. 
I believe he was the first Transformer inducted into the Transformers Hall of Fame by the <laughs> fandom, so he beat Optimus Prime in, I think. Oh yeah, that's the thing, is like if I'm if I'm thinking of like my Beast Wars fandom, like I had Sheetor toys, I had yeah. Rat Trap toys, I had Tarantulas toys, I had Tiger Hawk, I had Depth oh, Charge. You had, a, you had Tiger Hawk and Depth Charge, wow. I had Megatron, Primal, Tarantulas. And then I had a bunch of the trans metals, and I had Rampage. Yeah, I mean, I had so many. Those are like my <laughs> foundational characters. But if I'm talking about yeah. actual Transformers characters that like yeah. are G1 characters, but even then, Chrome Dome is like he's around. He's around, but Tumblr. it's one of those ones where like I have long wanted a toy, and there is only one toy that I want, and it's yeah. not an official Transformers toy because it's the IDW designs, and there's depressingly few IDW designs out in the wild. I think mm. it's just Tarn, and Tarn only became official official recently. Yeah. Um, but this is also where I reveal the final piece of, of this podcast okay. of this episode at least which yeah, is sure. uh, we are recording this on Matt's birthday oh yeah I'm on the birthday boy hi <laughs> so I basically I'm now saying to him Matthew yes pick a currently in stock Transformer toy and I'll buy that for you for your birthday <laughs> Oh god, okay, we'll have to deal with that off air and maybe I'll update people in the next episode what I picked. Wow, okay, thank you. I think that will do it for our, like, prefacing. So, we'll be alternating between a Michael Bay movie and two volumes at a time of More Than Meets the Eye or Lost yeah. Light. So, our first episode next week will be Michael Bay Transformers 2007 and then it will be the first two volumes of James Roberts's More Than Meets the Eye if you would like to read along with us that gives you two weeks I guess to read those two volumes and watch a movie I highly recommend you do it's a very good book even if maybe don't watch long, maybe don't watch the movies as well though. you don't have like, to but you know <laughs> yeah and like we're not doing it in the same way that we did like Kiki Punchy Men or Secret Agent Men where we're doing them in like chronological order we're doing it as like because if we did it in chronological order, we would have to wait like, a while until we got to the comic books, and then we'd be reading a lot of comic books before we got to movies. Nah, just... This way is just cleaner, they run in parallel. Yeah, so you um... get more and less than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So this will basically get us through the first eight issues, I believe, of More Than Meets the Eye. So yeah, get reading, people. And uh, if you are a glutton for punishment, get watching as well. And we hope you will come on this journey with us. But for now, this has been Episode Zero. Benjamin, thank you. Thank you. And, I don't know, Autobots roll out? <laughs> I don't know. Bye, everyone. We'll figure out on our side. <laughs> Bye. This is why Why we fight Why we lay away This is why, this is why we fight When we die, we will die with our arms unbound This is why, this is why So come to me, come to me now Lay your arms around me This is why, this is why